today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and joining me today is Derek Kaufman. How are you, Derek? I'm doing great, man. You were just calling me Tommy Cutlets. Off the, uh, off, before we got online, you said you're the Tommy Cutlets of TMZ and I take it as a compliment. I like it. Well, Tommy Cutlets is this guy... Playing for, who's he playing for? New York Giants, man. New York Biggest Giants. Biggest franchise in sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's a third string quarterback making it big. And you're our third string lawyer making it big. I'm just proving myself now. So this is my new symbol in the, in the office. <laughs> I'm going to hey, give you a little yeah. bit. Hey, talking with my hands. <laughs> All right. Because you're the lawyer, we need you to talk to my, us about Prince Harry. Because he, surprising to me, he won big in court. Uh, and I think it validates his perceived pettiness. Um, he won big in court. We'll tell you why. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, we have the video now from his car crash and it appears that he was racing. He was racing another sports car before he crashed his blue Ferrari into a Kia. And we'll tell you where he was racing, which is wild to me. Okay. It's absolutely you, wild. You'll tell me too, because I'm not aware. <laughs> I didn't read the notes properly. So I'll stay tuned for that. Todd Chrisley, he's not coping in prison whatsoever. No. And it's kind of tragic and also kind of funny. Going to be a rough holiday season. It's going to be very <laughs> for, rough. For the Chrisleys, yeah. But to begin with, Kanye West, he's on tour right now, it appears. He did his Vultures album release party in New York a couple nights ago and then he went to LA yesterday went to Disneyland with North busy day and then he went to Las Vegas to have another listening party for his album but what happened it got shut down shut down in the party back in the car and leave hey how do we get our money back Shut down Kanye's party. This is fucking crazy. But so a very, very busy day. First of all, Kanye West is around my age. I think he might even be a little bit older than me. This looked exhausting. He was <laughs> yeah. at Disneyland is enough in and of itself. You take a kid to Disney and then you just plop on the couch and you fall asleep. Nope, not Kanye. He did a listening party afterwards. And apparently it was so raucous uh, that Las Vegas police had to come out and shut it down. They weren't able to produce the permits that they needed to have a party of this size. It probably someone probably called it in or said, Hey, this is too raucous. They're not allowed to be here. Uh, it was shut down, but then apparently got kicking again. You know, like it was, it was one of those, the cops showed up. They're like, Hey, dial it down a couple matches and then have, have your fun. I think that when they restarted the, the listening party, it was at a different venue. Oh, they moved. That's right. You're right. They, they moved, moved. They moved to I apologize. someone's yeah. house or someone's hotel room. Because they didn't have the permits. Because they didn't have the correct license that it takes to put on an event like this. Um, I actually spoke to D-Ray Davis mm -hmm. yesterday or the day before. He's a famous comedian who was, who was at the New York listening party. And he said that he got the invite for that like almost day of. Yeah. That Kanye does these events like spur of the moment organize it all now and you it's know it's almost like he's kind of like erratic and we just almost, have to follow along with whatever his whims are for the day you wanted to go to disney we're going to disney we're going yes. to, we'll be at we'll be at the uh, haunted mansion at three o'clock and at a listening party at five that's he, who kanye is he just flies by the seat of his pants while saying anti-semitic stuff i will say you know the coverage of him has really picked up we're now seeing you know for a while it was a little bit of a dead zone he was in europe we would occasionally get bianca in like mm. nude outfits there was the boat picture but it was sort of inter intermittent i think he's fully 
fully folded back into the mainstream. I mean, they're they're like celebrities that you see all the time. We got shots of them at Disneyland. He's at a listening party. We've got D. Ray Davis talking about him. He's just back into the zeitgeist, folded back into the mainstream. What's remarkable to me is that he never walked back the stuff that got him kicked out of the mainstream for a little while. It was just the passage of time. People in our newsroom aren't as surprised by this as me, but I'm still quite surprised that he's been accepted back in without the apology tour. Remember someone like Nick Cannon set made a misstep and then he met with rabbis and he said, he said some comments that were like "Eh, vaguely anti-Semitic. And then he met with some rabbis and gradually sort of came back into the fold. Kanye didn't do that. He didn't walk him back. And there's no vagueness. There's no vagueness about what he says. But also you say he waited. He's still making those comments today. Yeah. He's rapping about them. It's it's not like there's any contrition. It's not like he's just going to keep it to himself from now on. He is continuing to be anti-Semitic while also putting out banger songs. Yeah. So it's like, do you take the musician? Do you take the man? Like, how do you, it's hard to know how to feel when you bopping along to that beat. Yeah, look, Kanye is one of the most talented people on earth. I would never say otherwise. He's not my favorite musician, never has been. So, you know, I, I don't quite understand like folding him back in, but He's undeniable. Kanye West is one of the most important musicians of, of the 20th and 21st centuries, and, and he knows it, and I never like that arrogance, but he's, uh, you know, dug in his heels. He's unwilling to sort of change himself. He's making the world sort of change to him, and to be honest, a lot of the, like, climate politically has sort of moved in a direction that is more tolerant of his kind of views, and so he's, you know, benefiting from that, and he's back. I think his album will he's, be he's number back. one, and yeah. it'll be a, somewhat of a commentary on where we are in the country. I mean, s- some people don't mind the anti-Semitism. Some people don't mind enough not to listen. Some people will be listening to the album out of curiosity, to be honest, or or hate listening. Either way, because he's so divisive and because he's so talented, everyone is going to listen to at least a song or two or just see what this is about. And then, I mean, it's going to go to number one. Question. When he and Northwest and Bianca Sensori were at Disneyland earlier in the day, when I think of Kanye West, I think of anti-Semite. If I think of Walt Disney, yeah, <laughs> I don't think of. It's just funny seeing Kanye West in Walt Disney, who's also a famous anti-Semite. Yeah, you know, I didn't put that all together. It was like, but but you're right. There, there's they sort of share uh, worldview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> in, in a way. Was, yeah, I mean, I Walt certainly had his very strong views as well, and Kanye sort of harkens back to some of those, and maybe <laughs> that's why it's the happiest place on earth. For yeah, him. that's why. Like, happy. finally, I feel at home. <laughs> yeah, all this like fascist imagery. No, I look. I I, I think I, I I'm sort of taken aback by it, but I'm I'm watching it or. Er, Eagerly, the the Northwest piece of it makes me a little bit sadder than other pieces because he's her father and he's going to sort of set this up and and set up her worldview going forward. And I worry that he's so erratic, even putting aside that I think his views are noxious. He's a hard person to be a role model for a young person who's so impressionable. So I, I that's hope the part Kim that's saddest to me. I'm sure Kim is is trying to. It's hard. He's her dad. And he must be trying to like put her influence big on North too, because if you got one parent who's saying one thing and another parent saying another thing, it's hard for the kid to know what to believe or what to do. And I, from what I've heard, Bianca's very nice. I mean, she, she seems nice. Dresses provocatively, but she seems like maybe seems a little sweet. bit of a leveling force. So I hope so. Good. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. Your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience 
and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Okay, on to our next story. Prince Harry wins big in the phone hacking trial happening in London. So this was surprising to me, to be honest, and maybe it's surprising to me because What's surprising that that Prince Harry and Meghan have been taking L's left and right. Their Netflix deal goes down, and now they take they get a win in court. Yeah, it just seems like they've got a pattern of complaining about things, and you're like, ah, it's unjustified for you to be complaining. Just get on with it. But I guess them complaining that their phones were hacked. Well, his phone was hacked for many, many years. Um, I guess he was telling the truth. Yeah, I look, or at least he convinced the judge, and it's not easy to do, and he went to the court of law, and he was awarded $180,000. The The amount of damages doesn't really matter, except insofar as as, as what I'll say about it. Like, $180,000 isn't really enough of a deterrent. So he basically proved to the judge's satisfaction that they had hacked his phone for years. I think this was from 2004 to 2019. 2019 was the case, but the hacking took place over many, many years. So yes. many stories were generated about the Royals and $180,000 is just not a lot of money. Because so, the stories generate so much more money than that for the newspapers. Yeah, this is the lifeblood of of some of these British tabloids. The Mirror Group, you know, depends on this. So now they get a kind of a slap on the wrist. $180,000 is not going to make you change your behavior if that's the core of your business model. Now, I hope they don't hack phones. Look, the allegations here were awful. We're a journalism outfit. We would never... Think about hacking a celebrity's phone. It's so beyond the pale. So what hacking means in this case is it's almost like, you know, I've got voicemails on my phone. If you could call from another phone to hack into my voicemails to say like Prince Harry and you give his birth date or something yes. like that. And that's yes. the password to get into the voicemails. And then you listen to all of the messages he's got. And then you write stories based off the information in those voicemails. And I guess the Harry's um, lawyers put forth all of these articles written by these newspapers and said that information was not readily available anywhere else yeah. besides the voicemail. I, look, I don't think they are sympathetic figures, but what they described is staggeringly invasive, yeah. right? I mean, I, I think celebrities sign up for this when they're out and at, at LAX, you know, you go and talk to them. That's what they signed up for. They, they depend on the attention of the media to survive. And I think, listen, don't complain about cameras flashing in your eyes. This kind of stuff, though, they are allowed to have some private it's sphere. Invasive. They should be private so, in their home. You shouldn't have drones taking f- photographs over right. their home into windows, and you shouldn't have your phone hacked. So even though they are, I, I never side with Harry and Meghan. I, I don't like them as people. I, I, I find them distasteful mm. in, in the way they complain all the time. This, I was on their side. Well, I, I think it's beyond the pale. I'm glad they won the verdict. Th- th- that kind of behavior is out of line. 180 grand, you know, isn't that much to Harry even. But I think that... 
this win just helps their brand. You yep. know, it helps their brand so much because maybe the tide will turn and we'll start to have a bit more sympathy well for them because like, wow, yeah, you you did go through that and yep. you have gone through other stuff. And they've got other lawsuits pending. They so, may get a series of verdicts that really add up to like real money for them. And not that they're not rich beyond your wildest imagination and they have enough money to survive, but it could eventually be enough verdicts that the behavior changes. And I think that's the most. Well, our, our perception of them changes. You yep. know what I mean? And we're, we don't vilify them. They may be the most vilified You've vic- always run victims. with them though. You like them. They're victims, you know, in a lot, in a lot of these incidents, but we vilify them say they're the villains. It must be very hard for them to sort of like, it, it must be crazy in their heads. Just like, well, no, yeah. we, we get, got our phones hacked. The Royal family was racist to us. We had to leave our homes and now we're the bad guys. Like that's from their perspective, maybe a court case like this going their way will make people go, you know what? I'll give you credit. You've been waving this flag for a long time. You're like the real villains in the Royal family are the racist ones who said nasty comments, not the one who complained about the racist comments. And and I'll give you credit for that. I find them not as sympathetic as you in, in the way they go about things, but I, I give you credit. You've, you've stuck with Harry and Meghan. So maybe now the tide is turning in your favor. One point for C. Cuddy. <laughs> not yet. Half a point. Uh, onto our next story. Michael B. Jordan, it appears he was racing his Ferrari in Hollywood before crashing into a parked Kia. Uh, we now have the video of it, and it's pretty shocking. Yeah. Are we going to show it? Maybe. There's, okay. there's no yeah, audio. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you look at that video and don't uh, sort of perceive this to be racing. It's racing. It is. I, I mean, maybe it's not a, like a scheduled drag race, but there's two cars next to each other. He veers off to the right and hits that Kia. Man, justice for Kia owners. I own a yeah. Kia. And oh, you do? to have your car parked on the road and come back to it destroyed in that way is just awful. I if know. you're going to get hit by any car, Ferrari's not a bad one to get hit it's by. It's not a bad one, and you're part of the story. He's obviously good for it, and he'll have to pay for those damages, but he rocked that. because It's blue moving. car on blue car crime. Yeah, the Kia didn't stand a chance. It didn't. It <laughs> didn't. And, and um, there's video of it afterwards, like Michael B. Jordan's whole wheel fell off. The car is... I want to focus on how dangerous this is. So if you look at that street, that is Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard is one of the most famous streets in America, certainly one of the most famous in in Los Angeles. It's extremely busy. It's very populated by clubs. It's a a center uh, of, of, of... LA. It's and the wrong place for a Ferrari, let alone a Ferrari in a race. Yeah, there's no good place to race, but like you, know, you go out to the salt flats and you want to open up the car a little bit. And, yeah, and whatever. Hit 80. I, I, that's okay. I mean, I think it's dangerous and stupid and I'm not into it, but this is really dangerous to other people. Yeah. And, oh. and they didn't want to drag race. They just want to go to a club. I, I hate this kind of stuff. He should drag race um, Alan Ruck next. Oh, we'll have yeah. Alan Ruck versus <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Alan Ruck could just sleep in his car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just let that car do its thing. <laughs> Crash into the pizza <laughs> shop. Uh, yeah, the good thing is nobody was hurt, but I think this is actually like a really bad thing for him because Michael B. Jordan has the reputation as pretty sensible good guy in Hollywood, right? I, I yeah. don't think he has a bad reputation, but you see this kind of reckless behavior, which could have injured someone, thankfully didn't. And I start to think differently about him. I'm like, oh man, is he like a jerk? Yeah. Like, that's not uh, yeah. a cool thing to do. Maybe he's sad about him and Laurie being over. Could be. Could be that. I'd be sad. I would be, I would be very <laughs> I mean, sad. That's a tough one to get over. <laughs> okay, on to our final story of the week. Your favorite. Todd Chrisley. Oh, God, I love Todd Chrisley. How are we still getting such good storylines out of him while he's out of off the air, just in prison? Um, What's going on? He's in prison now. Okay. Serving a, what, a 12-year sentence? 10 to 12 years? Yeah, it, it was 12 years, and Julie, his wife, was seven years, but now hers is five and his is ten. Oh, they, were, they, they got reduced, you know, for all these financial crimes they did. 
Well, now Todd Chrisley's family is fearing for his life because he's causing too much of a, a ruckus inside prison and stirring up too many people. So Todd keeps talking about how bad he's got it. And that's not a good thing to do in prison. You should just really fall in line. He said that guards are starving inmates and serving out-of-date food. At a minimum, a year out-of-date, he said. That's, that's, that is gross. If should, true. Look, prison is if supposed true. to be punishment, but you're not supposed to get expired Vienna sausages. Like, if it's just not supposed true. To be yeah. Because he also says rats and squirrels are found everywhere in where they store the food. He said a, de- a dead cat dropped from the food supplies in the ceiling and the ceiling was riddled with mold. And because the prison now has had to come out and defend themselves, saying like, this is categorically wrong. He's, he's talking crap. You know, he's bringing shame upon this prison. Now his family's worried that he's got no one in prison. The guards hate him. The inmates who have been there for years dealing with these tough conditions probably hate him. This silver spoon guy from a mansion coming in here and complaining. And the worry is some reprisals that he'll get. The guards will turn their back maybe a little bit, let him get beat up by the people who don't like him. Maybe they'll beat him up is a concern. I think the family has well-founded concerns. Todd Chrisley set himself up in America on a reality show called Chrisley Knows Best, where he was supposed to be the father dispensing like wisdom a little bit, like sort of guiding his family. Super rich. This is bad judgment. Like this much complaining about how bad prison life is uh, does put him in danger. I think his family is like, hey, dad, if you know best, yes. keep it down. Keep he, it his down his head bit. is still, he's still Todd Chrisley from the mansion days. Yes. Like he, he hasn't adjusted. He hasn't accepted. Like I think if you go to prison for... I mean, 10 years. It's a rough adjustment. No, you got to buckle down. You got to think to yourself, and it does take time probably. This is my new normal. This is my life. Everything outside those walls, try not to think about it. This is my community, the guards included, and I just have to put my head down, get on with it, and try to serve my time. And I got to get protection. So he complained one time about someone taking a photo of him, and then the guy said, you know, uh, I'll give you some protection for an amount of money. That's what he alleged. He alleged that someone did that, and, you know, sometimes you just buy yourself some protection, man. I mean, if you've got the money, you know, presumably you saved some from the tax fraud, and you got, (laughs) got, I, I don't know, but... You got, there are ways to set yourself up in prison to exist and maybe even thrive. You know, very famously, Bernie Madoff got like a 99 year prison sentence after his whole scheme. And when he got in there, man, he knew what was up. He found his friends. He did some financial advice for people. He figured out how to live there. And there were all these articles about how he was thriving, how he was the man about town. Everyone respected Bernie. What a, what a, seems like he's a bit smarter than Todd though. Yeah. Todd should have taken a page out of that, you know, because you're right. 10 years is a long time, man. Yeah. A decade of your life is not like, oh, I'll just wait it out. I'll huddle in a corner and right. wait till someone bails me out. You're going to be there. This is home. And yeah. I don't think he's accepted it yet. He's in a little bit of denial and it's year one. So his family have said um, they're concerned for his safety and well-being um, after he did an interview with someone because he's trying to take on Goliath and he knows nothing about how the prison system, the prison system really works. They said... People get killed for less than Todd did. That's what the family yeah. is saying. You know what's funny is we don't hear this about Julie. She's serving her her nickel. She got a five-year sentence in there. She probably got a little teardrop now. <laughs> yeah. She knows what she's doing. She's going to come out and she's going to be like, what's up? What's up? That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the way Julie like, figured it out a little bit and Todd is in there all scared and he's he's ratting on people and she's like, <laughs> yeah. yo, 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 snitches. <laughs> yeah. snitches. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there are reports too that Julie is pissed at Todd because Todd got her in this 
position in the first place. Like, th- she might have him shivved. She might have connections. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Yo, take care of him. <laughs> take, take care, care of him. He's got a new life now. And it seems like Todd might be happy with that. Like, man, he's struggling. <laughs> he's struggling. He's struggling. How would you go behind uh, bars? We're laughing. It's it's unpleasant to be serving a sentence. But look, they were convicted of pretty serious. Derek, crime. Derek, how do you posi- how do you picture yourself behind bars? If you went to prison for some okay. financial crime, you're, like you're not a threatening guy. Uh, but if if you got caught in something, went to prison for five years. Would you try to ingratiate yourself would, <laughs> into some gang? Or like, I would immediately find the largest person for protection. I yeah. would go up and just hug his lip. Hug him. Hug would, you, him. Would, you, would you hold their pockets and walk around the prison? <laughs> <laughs> would you hold their pockets and walk around the prison? I think I would. I'd be like, can I help you with your spotting? I would, I would, be, I, <laughs> I I would do what spotting? I can. Like, I know they're going out in the, in the gym, and I can't lift those kind of weights, but I'd find the strongest guy, and I would rack the weights. You know, you'd have to pay for protection somehow, and I know you don't have very much money. <laughs> <laughs> I'd find the f- food to steal in me. Okay. A food to steal. Very good. Okay, thank you for joining us, Derek. And we will see you guys here next week. Goodbye. See ya.